We good? Yeah. Hello, welcome to the Weight Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Cody Waite, sitting across the podcasting table with my co-host and lovely wife, Kathy Waite. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're taking you through our seasonal training methods and progressions to make you a fitter and faster rider. And we're on to episode 45 of our first season. And the main topic uh, will be tw- our 2021 base builder that's coming up, our mm-hmm. 16th annual base builder. So we've got a lot of new and exciting things, which we'll save for when we get to that segment mm-hmm. of the show. But that, that's the main topic. Yeah, and you may have heard us giggling when we first started because we just recorded half of this podcast, or we thought we had recorded it, <laughs> and then realized that we actually weren't recording. Yeah, the light was still flashing. So so we just took a bathroom break and said hi to Sophia and Jack and Ethan, who are in the garage working on bikes, and we're going to try this again. Okay. So. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, Okay. You threw me off. We changed orders. Um, just trying to get back into consistent training. I had had my early week off. I didn't do the full three weeks of anaerobic threshold training because I was too exhausted from the Winter Park training camp. Mm-hmm. And I took a week off, and that was fun. It was good, and I was ready to get back at it. And lo and behold, I had a strep A infection brewing in my right elbow yeah. that was like a, a souvenir from the Winter Park training camp where I just had like a little tip over. And scraped my arm. Yeah, a little tiny scrape. It was the tiniest scrape, and I, I had sort of banged the bone a bit. So the soreness that was happening a week later, I just, in my mind, put it off to a bone bruise. Mm. I, I bruise my bones pretty easily when I tip over. But it was not a bone bruise. It was a an, an infection. It was an abscess. So last Thursday morning um, at Pickleball... <laughs> I always laugh when I say pickleball. I looked down at my arm and I had this red, angry, raised circle and it was sore as hell. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Later that evening, you and I went down to the bikery to, to grab some things from the, the guys at the bike shop in Littleton. And I said to you, something is wrong. We, you yeah. need to take me to urgent care. Just in the, that drive down there, mm-hmm. like, well, it like was noticeably more swollen. It was crazy. And it was really warm to the touch. And Yeah, and I had a Popeye arm. Like, it, the yeah. swelling was going from my elbow all the way down to my wrist. Something was wrong. I was kind of freaking out. And we sort of hurried through our errand and grabbed food because we were starving. But I'm like, drive! We have to get to the urgent care before they close. Uh, the, the nurse almost sent me right to the ER because she was afraid I would need IV antibiotics. But... Lo and behold, they were able to lance it and drain it and give me a shot in my butt of antibiotics and send me home actually pretty quickly. I was only there for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, but it's been a real bummer. Like it, I hate being on antibiotics. It messes up your gut biome. Right. It's you haven't been ups- feeling the best. No, it upset my tummy, gave me bathroom problems. It took away my energy for at least four days. Yeah. Well, when your body's fighting an infection, I mean, it's easy. Sometimes we think like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. Like. Yeah. But it, it, infections are a big deal. <laughs> it, it, it is. It yeah. could have been a really big deal. Um, actually, the other night when you and Rick Zimmerman came over to the pickleball courts to show off his 1957 Thunderbird, mm-hmm. and he took me for a fun spin with the convertible top off, he said, I told him what had, what had happened. He's a physician. And he said, you know, if this was 19, whatever date, he said, you would have had to have that arm amputated to save your life. Wow, yeah. And I was right. like, holy shit, you're absolutely Before right. Before antibiotics yeah. or whatever, yeah. I don't want to say the wrong date because I can't remember when right, right. antibiotics were 
invented. But yeah, it kind of was sobering. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, it was just a little scratch that yeah. I didn't think anything of. Yeah, it's wild. And I'm scratching it right now talking to you. <laughs> but um, right. And you know how I am. I, I don't rest very well because I'm just high energy. Go, 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 go all the time. And you and kind of paid the, the price, so to speak. Yeah, and even bit. this weekend, or last weekend after... I had the the urgent care visit. I did struggle to rest. Mm-hmm. I, I stayed off my bike except for a little hour easy spin, but I played pickleball, and that was against your warning that I better be on the couch when you got home from your ride. <laughs> I was not. I actually tried to sneak back home before you got home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I did, um, but then I got caught up in a game. <laughs> Uh, so it the infection derailed my training a little bit, um, which is probably my biggest. Uh, issue with becoming yeah stronger and fitter right um, but the good news is I am better my arm feels normal I'm almost done with the antibiotic round I will um, and I've gotten some good training in this week and you're back and kind of on track so yeah I'm back on track yeah I mean keeping that consistency in your in anyone's training is certainly key so people that struggle with illnesses or injuries or you know it really they're setbacks and you have to treat your body kindly and let yeah. yourself heal and repair. And, but at the same time, you can't build your fitness quite as high as you could have had whatever happened, not happened. Right. Yeah. So, um, it just puts the point of how important recovery is, I suppose. And then leading to consistency through, through good recovery. Yeah. It's tricky for me. Yeah. I, I like just to be very active and fun and, and fill my days with, all these activities that I enjoy, but I can't do it all. So yeah. I, I did take some rest nights this week and two nights this week, you and I went to bed at eight thirty. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Well, I love when the days, a lot of people will like gasp, but I love when the days actually get shorter. I hate you for saying that. <laughs> because then you, it's easier to get to bed earlier. Okay, fine. If it would just stay like it is now, like I, I can handle it getting dark at eight. Yeah, yeah. I don't like when, when it gets, gets dark, dark at four fifteen. Right, that's I want to no freak out. Right. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. Either, but, All right. Good. But when it's still light at nine thirty, that, it's hard to go to bed before it it's dark. So. <laughs> and then the sun is shining at yeah, five. Yeah. Exactly. The sun the comes up earlier too. So. Um. Anyway. So that's me. Okay. Um, Good workouts this week. I'm actually loving this high-intensity block, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I love it, love it, love it. Uh, I had a great workout today with one of the kids on our team, Nico. Thank God he was with us or with me because you actually opted this morning not to ride after gearing up and getting ready because of the air quality. Yeah, the air quality here in Denver is terrible right now. Terrible. Because there's, I guess, multiple fires. There's a big one near Grand Junction, which is like a four-hour drive west of us. It's wild. It's so gross over here. And then there's another one, I guess, in Glenwood Springs, which is three hours west of us. So it's all blowing this way. Mm -hmm. And, like, we literally opened the door this morning to take the dogs out and... It, it smelled like a campfire. Yeah, it's, and the you'd air, think you were camping you see and not in, in the neighborhood. Yeah. And my lungs have been kind of bugging me a little bit, like just irritated all week. And um, I thought it was just maybe because we'd start doing our high-intensity stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes that can irritate the lungs a little bit. But it's definitely due to the stuff definitely. in the air, the ash sure. or whatever. And, and this was just too much. And the thought of going and doing intervals, like, I just felt like I would – set myself back mm-hmm. if I did the interval. So I decided to bag it and, you know, I'll uh, not yeah. necessarily make it up, but I'll 
it's fine. It's, it is fine. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. So yeah, I I'm decided not just to. Oh, you need, and you shouldn't stress. Yeah, I decided to give it a go because Nico had ridden his bike all the way over from the east side of the city to to train with us, mm-hmm. which was an hour. I'm like, all right, kid, let's let's give it a go. So we rode out to Grapevine, which is a little road in Morrison, about 45 minutes from our house, and it was kind of hot and hazy, but. We, we nailed it. It was so fun to have him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's awesome that you guys pulled it together. I'm a little jealous, but I know. Oh, it's fine. I think in the long you run. You usually have, like, three good workouts to my one. <laughs> um, and even Sophia, our daughter, showed up towards the end of our intervals, and she was able to do an actual in a, in a interval workout. So that segues into, like, an update I wanted to give on sure, her yeah. recovery. So for our listeners, she... Sophia had a, a pretty serious fall in Winter Park a couple of weeks ago, which resulted in a face plant and multiple abrasions on her face, a laceration in her mouth, and a pretty nasty concussion. She has re- recovered and healed so quickly. We're just so grateful. Yeah, she really um, has. It's amazing. It's actually amazing. Um, so that David over at Cascade PT, Sports and PT in Lakewood, has been the one working with her, seeing her once or twice a week, uh, over the last last three weeks, and he did clear her to ride outside. I think it was last Friday. I was a little bit freaked out, um, and then he cleared her on Wednesday to actually start doing like workouts. So yeah. she she's done a couple actual workouts. Yeah, and I think another week or so she'll be back on the mountain bike. Oh God, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Mama's <laughs> worried. And then maybe a race if things maybe. work out. Yeah, um, she doesn't get to race tomorrow. No. she's a little bit bummed. There's actually a um, a race down in Castle Rock, Colorado, for the juniors in. Colorado called the uh, Colorado Junior Cup. Mm-hmm. So she has to sit out. So does Mia on our team with a concussion as well. And we're but gonna, others will get to others race, will get so to race. So we'll be down there. We'll be down there cheering them on and handing up water bottles. Yeah, very good. Okay, but I would like you to tell what you've been up to because you actually have some fun, fun test numbers, some PRs that you yeah. want to report. Yeah. So last week uh, was a recovery week coming off of the. Uh, second training block within our season salvation plan. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our listeners following the season salvation plan are a week behind. Like behind isn't the right word, but I guess maybe it is. But like they're coming into, they're doing their recovery week probably this week as mm-hmm. we speak, or even going into it next week, depending on um, when they started it. But last week was recovery week, and then I wanted to retest um, for multiple reasons. But one was just to see the possible benefits and um, improvements from all of our training and then the altitude training block having been in Winter Park for three weeks of really good high quality aerobic training so um, so yeah I set out it was like last Thursday tested the 20 minute aerobic power tested the four and one minute anaerobic power and had PRs across the board you absolutely Um, smashed it yeah it was really amazing Um, yeah I can't I'm still sort of like dumbfounded. No, it was so cool. I was playing pickleball. I already referenced that on Thursday morning. And in between games, I looked at my phone and you had texted that you had PRs across the board. And I was so happy for you. Yeah, it was really neat. And it's a testament, I think, to to two things, maybe three things. But the biggest one, I think, you know, reflecting on it this last week is I think because of COVID and the fact that we didn't race this year, Mm -hmm. our training was just that much better. I mean, it was 
for lack of a better word, about you know, perfect. I mean, that's probably, well for you, especially. Right. I mean, I'd it say was, mine had its ups and downs still. Right. Right. Um, but it was extremely consistent. That's probably a better way to put it. So it was very consistent. It was very progressive. We we built fatigue when we needed to build fatigue. We took rest when we needed rest. We were able to do the just the right dosing of the aerobic work, the aerobic mm-hmm. threshold work, the high intensity, and repeating it. And you know, we basically did a whole base builder through the winter. Then COVID hit in March and we kind of went back and did almost like another base segment for 12 weeks and COVID was still killing everything. So we started the season salvation plan, which is a lot like base training again. And so it's like we've stacked base upon base upon base leading to amazing fitness. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing was like this consistency of of training and and without racing, interrupting. without racing, right. Interrupting because when we race, race, racing does make you a better racer, Mm -hmm. but it does interfere with building your fitness because when we race, we even low priority races, we still take it easy for a day or two ahead of time. We often need to recover a day or two afterwards and then get back into training. So the more you race, the less you can really train. Therefore, it's hard to keep your training or your fitness high, which is why you do base training to get fitness high and then you race and fitness can kind of degrade, but your Mm -hmm. racing performance goes up. Well, we never had that like degradation, I guess, of fitness through a racing block and we were able to recover and then build to a higher level of fitness and recover Mm -hmm. and build to another higher level of fitness. So um, I think that was probably the main reason why I saw such big improvements um, and then I think on a smaller degree, but still valid, I think that a, or a high elevation altitude block probably had something to do with it as well. I mean, three weeks of good training, good sleep, good nutrition, all that through that period. Um, I can't, it'd be hard to believe that it didn't boost. Oh, I absolutely think it, bit, it so. boosted it. I, I think had you even done that three week block, um, somewhere that wasn't high altitude, you would have seen improvements just because of the fact that you you kind of got to remove yourself from, quote, real life for three Mm -hmm. weeks and take everything a little more seriously. Yeah, I got to live like a pro, basically. Right, Yeah. right. Where it was just like training. I worked on the computer, but I could kind of relax while doing that Mm -hmm. and recover well, get to sleep early, Um, didn't have to wake up ridiculously early, and yeah lived like a pro for three weeks you did and (laughs) yeah you used to be one you know how that goes yeah when you also nailed your nutrition while you were in the rv because i did so you just like stocked up the the pantry and the fridge with with all the good stuff and didn't put any of the chips and the cookies and things in there that are tempting for you yeah and and those who know me know i i do have a bit of a sweet tooth Mm -hmm. i love pastries cookies things like that i try to eat them around training as best i can but yeah for those three weeks i mean i didn't have any cookies or candy or anything like that um we did i would start my rides almost every single day at our favorite coffee shop in winter park and they had these scones that are really good but they're mm-hmm. actually not that high in sugar and it was yeah, like more like biscuits yeah and it was 15 minutes into on average a three-hour ride so right. it was got burnt right up with fuel mm-hmm. so but there was none of this like extra sugary stuff right and right. then i maximized like the fiber I was on a real like fermented foods kick mm-hmm. and fiber kick and um trying to do all that so yeah well, you, you leaned you leaned, leaned up. up yeah yeah I, ne- I never know you say leaned up or lean down whatever I, but you <laughs> you got lean right yeah you lost about four pounds yeah then. which was pretty amazing I so I didn't bring a scale with me but I did weigh myself before going up there okay. 148 pounds plus or minus 
And that's kind of what I've settled into as my normal day-to-day weight. Um, When I do try to focus on like getting to race weight in quotes, like cutting calories, like if, if this was last year before Leadville or whatever, or nationals, you know, I would, I tend to have this nature, like many top cyclists do of like, you got to cut calories, you get to race weight. And my goal in the recent years has been getting down to like 144, 145 pounds or so for racing. So I was always very close, but the three weeks in Winter Park, eating really well, I, I didn't weigh myself, but came home and I was 144 pounds. But I would say you didn't have the focus of cutting calories. No, that's my point. Yeah, yeah that's your I point. I want to really make well. sure that's really clear. Yeah, I you, ate a fair, yeah. like a lot, plenty of food because my workouts were good. Yeah. Um, I was never hungry. Yeah, that that's that was my point. Because you, you have had sort of a, in a way, a struggle with that because you were raised in that culture with like a pro road team. Yeah, and when I used to race in my 20s, I was like 138 pounds. Oh my God, I you was were really skinny. skinny. Yeah, but I didn't have near the muscle that I have That's true. today. I'm beefier now. Oh, you're so beefy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was my point. I ate really well, eliminated the, the sugars, mm-hmm. and voila, I lost voila. the four pounds without any effort. And felt yeah. amazing and slept amazing and all those kinds of things. So My just God, kind of a you're fun, a picture of health. Well, it was a fun experiment I know. that I couldn't do, honestly. I don't have the self-control at home to do that. If there's, for lack of a better word, shit in the in the pantry, <laughs> I'm going to eat it because it's there. Well, right? I try not to buy it anymore, but... <laughs> We're pretty good. We're way yeah. better than most of the households in America, but if yeah, it's but there, it's I'm going to eat it. Yeah, right, and we have sure. kids, so it's there sometimes, sometimes if not often. So... I had three weeks of none, basically, yeah. and it was really cool. And I've never been able to do that. And like the cravings for the sugar do go away. Like the first ten days was tough. I was like craving like the little sweets, little desserts, or mm-hmm. whatever. And I, there was nothing to have, so I couldn't have it. And then you started um, sucking your thumb. Why well, eat some yogurt with like a little bit of fruit or something? You know, plain yogurt or whatever. <laughs> it did the trick. But after like two weeks the cravings have disappeared and I've always read that in books and you're always like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. But in reality we can't, or I haven't been able to achieve that, yeah. but I got to experience it. Yeah. I, thought, I think that's a really cool part of it. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. So, um, so yeah, I mean, three weeks of that amazing experience, I think contributed to these improved power. Well, right. We got too. off on a little trail. Um, <laughs> we did. I do want you to share your exact numbers because I'm really proud of you. And I know some of the listeners out there would, be interested they, they like, like the, the numbers. numbers sure sure so um i'll run through them real quickly um the aerobic test it's 20 minutes those of you that train with us are very familiar with this it's done at 80 percent of your max heart rate so it's a sub max aerobic test mm-hmm. we're looking for 80 percent of max heart rate for the 20 minutes you see what your power is um in may which was the last time we did it ending the anaerobic booster block uh i was 280 watts for the 20 minutes and this is at 7,000 feet too so for reference um which it was right amongst kind of the best you know within a given year if I can get right up around 280 that's mm-hmm. about as good as it's been I've had a sort of this lifelong dream goal of being able to do 300 watts um at our elevation here six seven thousand feet um I don't know if I'll ever get there but this last test last week I was at 291 so it went up 11 that's watts amazing. yeah I mean, that's a pretty big, I've never done 290, so. Um, but I usually only go up like one to three watts Yeah. per test. Per test, right. So 11 watts seems pretty significant It's huge, yeah, because I usually hover between 260 and 280. That's amazing. Depending on the time of the year. 
And um, so 290 is fantastic. 291. 291. So I was very amped about that. That's all I was planning to do that day. And I was going to come back and do the anaerobic ones the next day. But I figured like, I feel good. Let's just go for it. So I did the four minute and the one minute anaerobic test. So these ones are just all out. Yeah, all out. Best power for those durations to see uh, max average watts. Um, So in May, the last time I did it, the four minute one, it was 421. I think my PR was like 428 or something. I I can't remember if it was last year, the year before. That doesn't really matter. But this test, um, 451 for four minutes. Yeah. So in May of 421, you went up 30 watts to 451. Yeah, 30 watts. That's crazy. Three months or whatever it's been. Yeah. Uh, or two two months. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big jump. I was pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be. And then the one minute power drum roll, please. As hard as you can go for one minute, best out you know average max or average power. Um, again, my sort of my secret long term goal to strive for was <laughs> to break um, is to break six hundred watts. Um, I'm not a powerful rider for those listening um, because that's six hundred for one minute for a good male rider is not that unheard of by any means but for you that was a big deal i mean that that you're just this diesel engine that's why you excelled at leadville 100 it, mountain bike race right you could just take your high watts and and go 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 for hours yeah i think about 575 is the best i've ever done and that was a few years ago um in may i was 557 um, which is right around kind of my normal mm-hmm. good one minute power um, this time 603. So I broke my like long time yeah, dream goal. It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So all three numbers improved. Um, I'll credit it to what we just talked about with the consistency and the aerobic block. Um, you just put the numbers into our spreadsheet that does the calculations. Fatigue rate comes out to 6.38, which is right in line with where I normally am. I'm usually mm-hmm. like six, 7%. Um, fatigue rate, meaning my power drop declines by about that percentage as durations double. That's how we figure out our training zones related to energy systems and all that. Um, so that matches up well. So there wasn't any kind of unusual right, not fluke a red numbers. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you back it out to the sixty-four minute power, which equates around FTP, and it comes out to three hundred and forty-five watts. Which kapow. Yeah, I mean three. Th- Low 330s is really the best I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, at 7,000 feet elevation. And I even, I'm I'm a little hesitant to really take that on as my <laughs> actual FTP. Is that the, because it means you have to really crank out the workouts now? Yeah, it means that for sure. And I did <laughs> struggle a little bit this week. And the thought <laughs> of doing that for an hour seems a little unrealistic. I mean, who knows though, I guess. But Well, if we get to race in Winter Park in a couple weeks then you can kind of put this to the test, like to see how you do. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see that for sure. So yeah, all numbers are up. We got to do our first high-intensity workouts this week. I will be honest, I struggled a little bit, but mm-hmm. is that because it's really hot out? Is that because my numbers are maybe a little high? Or the poor air quality. Or the poor air quality, or like I was just extra motivated when I did these tests. I mean, that is the one drawback of a really good test it's like yes i smashed it i look how great my numbers are i'm amazing and then you're like well now i gotta train using these numbers and it's significantly harder like my zones are up like 20 watts or so yeah that makes the the workouts much more difficult yeah it's pretty it's, it's been challenging to say the least so but i'm looking forward to next week hopefully the 
air quality will yeah. clear up a little and I'll, I'll be feeling better and we'll give it a good go. But all that's really good. And that's also then on top of losing the four pounds mm-hmm. and being at 144 pounds, um, I mean, watts per kg at 64 minute power or FTP is like 5.27 or something, which mm-hmm. would be a PR if those numbers, if I can actually do that. Um, I mean, I've been in the low 5% um, as like a peak going into races. So this is a PR um, nonetheless. So, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. And then considering that I'm turning 42 in about six weeks or so to be as fast as I've ever been in the last 10 years, at least since, you know, having following these kind of testing protocols um, is a testament to effort Con- consistency. Well, consistency yes yeah, consistency. i was waiting for you to say it and i stuttered <laughs> bring it back to consistency um, yes that's great yeah. i'm just so happy for you right really cool now if we only had some races to well fingers crossed flex. winter park in two weeks yeah because you i think you're going to crush it then yeah. you love those trails you I love do. you love the altitude you love the climbing so. right right and yeah. i love it too i'm like please 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 yeah if that race happens i'll be there and hopefully i'll be tough to beat so yeah. um Anyway, I mean, everything's been going really well for me. <laughs> um, Great. Everyone hates you more. Right, right. You so, do need a haircut, though. I'm looking at, like, Jimmy Neutron right in front of me. Yeah, it's been... It's out of control. Six, five months or something. So. And I wish you guys could see Cody because he's rocking his sexy Leadville mustache. Right, Leadville's this weekend. Tomorrow yeah. would have been Oh, t- Yeah, we would be packing up and yeah, going up there. Yeah, we'd be up there, there yeah. Um, that's sad to think about. That just hit us. It's sort of sad. Yeah, so we got my Leadville mustache. Um, oh, then we should read the question about Leadville. Yeah. Well, before do we mind? do, let's oh. read. Let, I want to talk um, since we're on this testing topic, real quickly about okay. season salvation. I'll save the Leadville question. Yeah, our season your, salvation your mustache inspired me. Plan followers. Um, we are. You're more than likely in or going into a recovery week if you haven't tested recently. You're going to want to do that, mm-hmm. hence why um, you tried and I did do that. Um, no, I didn't do it. But you were going to. I was going to. Infection. But mm, am I am I sad I didn't get to? Not so much. Right. Um, so it, do you mind if I just say a, a word about that? Go ahead. Yeah. I do know I need to test again soon, and I, I actually do want to because I took my May numbers from my previous test, May 4th. is the last time I tested, and I took those numbers last week to start this high-intensity block. Right was hoping that I could even do those numbers. I wasn't really sure because I missed some of the high-intensity work when we did the anaerobic booster plan. I was able to hit the numbers last week and this week. Very happy about it. In fact, I even did a little bit more. So I definitely should retest in the next couple of weeks. you got to let me. Okay. You tell me when. You just make me do it. Yeah. So if you have the historical test data, like if you've been training with us for a little bit or a while, then you can. You don't okay. have to test. If you've done one somewhat recently, like since the – couple months ago yeah within the last few months you're yeah start out doing the intervals at the your previous numbers and chances are you can do a little bit more and you can kind of bump it up um but if you're new to this and you haven't tested you more than likely i highly recommend getting the test in for sure the test um is on the training plan and um episode 12 of our podcast talks all about the testing as well and if you have any questions, definitely send me an email on that. But get that testing in. And then another little asterisk or side note um, for season salvation plan followers is the high-intensity interval workouts on your plan are written to be done on the trainer. 
Um, I like doing intervals on the trainer. However, it is summertime. And if your air quality is good where you live, I highly recommend going outside Mm -hmm. um, and doing them. So just focus on the main set of intervals and warm up riding out to where you're going to do your intervals. Um, And then same for coming back. So the workout might be a little longer. That's fine. Um, to get the adequate warm up, do the main set of intervals as written as best as you can written Mm -hmm. and then, um, ride back. Right. There you go. And try new places too. Yeah. Try new places. Um, and you can do these routes, new trails, Yeah, road bike, mountain bike, gravel bike. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, get those in. So some reference episodes, those of you going, because I don't want to spend too much time on this, um, but going back on, so episode 40 of our podcast covers recovery weeks that you'll, mm-hmm. you're either in or going into soon. Talks all about that. Um, episode 12, I said, talks about the testing. Episode 35, we talked all about interval training and how we do intervals. So that would be a good one to listen to if you haven't heard it already. Um, episode 28 talks specifically about anaerobic power intervals, which is one of the three types of intervals we'll do the next three weeks of this last block. And then episode 26 talks about VO2 max intervals, um, which is one of the other of the three types of intervals that we'll be doing for the next three weeks. Um, so the final three weeks of the season salvation plan takes a very polarized approach, um, as opposed to the more sort of homo- homogenous, like aerobic training that the first two blocks were focused on with longer intervals, longer rides, building fatigue and so on. That's when we really forged our blade mm-hmm. and the high intensity is how we, is where we like sharpen the blade. Oh, good one, bud. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come up with that. Um, and so we switch over to a very polarized approach, meaning you're either going really hard or yeah. really easy, like day-to-day workouts. Um, so you're going to rest up and do your best effort on those high-intensity days, then recover the next day, do the next high-intensity day, recover, and so on as you go. So as it's written in the plan, um, Monday's a recovery day, Tuesday's the anaerobic power. We do the highest-intensity intervals first in the week with the theory that you're a little fresher and motivated. Wednesday's recovery, then Thursday's VO2 max intervals, Friday's recovery, and then Saturday is uh, anaerobic threshold workouts. And if you happen to be lucky enough to have a, an event or a race in your area on a Saturday, do that instead of the anaerobic threshold is totally fine as well. And then Sunday can be left to recovery or if you want to do a medium-ish endurance ride, just keep it low intensity and have fun with right, that right. And, and get ready for the next week. So. Um, yeah, that recovery is key in between those hard days so you can really go hard. And that's the concept of the polarized training. Right. And that's the balance that I still struggle to get, but yeah, well, I think a lot of people do. And it's tough because you're coming off of weeks of like bigger rides and like real fatiguing rides and building large fatigue and fitness. And now we're like dropping the volume, ramping up the intensity. And it's like some of these workouts you look at and they don't look all that hard or fatiguing like that's it you know like yeah a minute an hour 20 oh right i'm nothing. just gonna do four times 15 second intervals like it doesn't seem like much but then they actually do take a lot yeah. out of you and you'll be tired the rest of the day and so you have jello legs right you're just sharpening that sword and that last bit of intensity to kind of put a cap on the the 2020 season um i think that kind of hits that season salvation plan stuff so all right, let's move on. You had that question about training. Yeah, so um, one of our followers, Matt Sherman from Nebraska, sent an email in to you about Leadville training plans. Okay. So I'll just read it, and you can 
say what you, how you responded to him. Yeah. <clears throat> Cody, I bought and went through your version 3.1 Leadville 30-week high-volume plan this last year. He was going to race tomorrow. Looking towards 2021 and hopefully actually racing, what should I do before starting this again in January? My plan is to have fun and build up miles through August and then hit the training plan starting September 1st. The plan starts with an 18-week base builder, so I wasn't sure if the base builder plan was the right fit to do prior. Also, I live in Nebraska, but spent most of July in Breckenridge, up in Colorado, or here. <laughs> the altitude training meant when I got back this last week, I set PRs on all of my local trails. Listening to your latest podcast and talking through altitude training had me thinking about that. My heart rate threshold jumped up by 10, which was amusing since at altitude, my heart rate is about 10 beats less than it is down here. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, like, kudos to you for that altitude camp in Breckenridge. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's cool. really fun. I would love to spend a month in Breckenridge, maybe next year, <laughs> doing some training. Um, but yeah, in regards to his question, um, so his question is specifically about the Leadville training plan, which we have a great Leadville training plan that um, is designed specifically for Leadville, and it starts at the end of January, right after the lottery. So when people get selected and they're ready to start their training, and it takes you all the way, it takes them all the way through to the August race date. So his question is like, what do I, what do I do now? Like Leadville isn't happening. I've finished the plan mm-hmm. and now we have, uh, August, September, October, November, December, January, he has like five or six months to work right. with. It sounds um, like he's going to just ride for fun in August. Right. So first and foremost, yeah, take a break. I'd pretend as if you did the race and take a little bit of a, a break, um, at least a week, if not two. Um, and we're going to talk more about taking a break in a future episode coming up as we get to the end of the season. But take a little break and then come back and, yeah, do exactly that. Have have fun with it. Um, now, you do have this interesting opportunity because it sounds like he has one A race of the season, which is Leadville, and he has a long time to, to get there. So he can, in essence, work more on that base training, very similar to what we did this year um, with mm-hmm. COVID forcing us to basically repeat base. And we essentially did it twice. I mean, we did our 12 weeks of six weeks of aerobic booster plan, six weeks of anaerobic booster plan. That was more or less like doing a three month block of base again. And our season salvation plan is also like doing another three month block of base. So you can build fitness upon fitness and build to a higher level. So, um, that's what I kind of responded to him is, you know, you got a few options here, whether it's, you know, looking at our season salvation plan, you could do that anytime and build up base or doing our booster plan option or our he could potentially do yeah, an 18 week base builder um, plan I mean the Leadville plan specifically the first 18 weeks I believe is essentially our base builder so he already has that so he could just pace the um, Leadville plan on his plan to start say in September and do base all the way through to January and then kind of take it off and reset the start date and then repeat it all again too. So right. there's a lot, there's no magical formula, but if you just kind of go through a base building type of progression, mm-hmm. um, you're just going to build your fitness higher. And if he's like me, I like structure in my training. Me it's too. hard to just say, I'm going to ride for fun for, for six more months. Yeah. That wouldn't work at all for me. I like, yeah, I like structure and little mini goals along the way and stuff like that. So um, but what you're saying is because he owns this this Leadville plan now, he can take it and craft it how he'd like. He can use it for the those 18 yeah, it's reusable. weeks this fall. Yeah, he could he set can, the start date for September 1st 
and it would start, at, you know, the right. Plan and then. then he could restart it in as it was intended to prepare him for the exact level date for 2021. Right. Right. All right that's cool. Could certainly do that as well. So, um, yeah. So making the most of building that base fitness serves most athletes. We're all the about best. the base. Right. All about the base. I was going to break into the song, but. No. <laughs> um, cool. And then the, I like that question also because it segues into the second half of our show and the topic here, which is our base builder program. And I should say, like, we talk about base builder all the time, but like, this is what you created. We're going into our 16th year. So right. this is your baby, your base right. builder program. Yeah, something I'm very proud of. It's helped hundreds of athletes over the 15 years. Um, and we're going into the 16th year, as you mentioned, of doing this. And we have some big changes mm-hmm. due to, primarily due to the COVID stuff. For um, sure. I mean, we were planning to be, as a side note, I mean, we were kind of planning to have our 16th year possibly be our last year anyway, as far as like the in-house stuff. And COVID kind of accelerated that a little bit. So Right, meaning we don't want to commit to to having six months of in-person classes when things might shut down again. Right. We have no idea what's going to happen with that. And then also all the restrictions with gyms and the spacing of everything. Like we could probably only fit six people in the room or, you know, who knows if you follow the guidelines and stuff. So, But it's sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we loved our faithful local athletes and they're sad. I've gotten a couple phone calls from Brian who just can't, like, imagine that he's got to do these workouts by himself on a trainer yeah i mean the social loves part the social is huge part, yeah. yeah the connection and like the uh accountability that gets built sure. into that i, I feel the same huge. way like I, I don't think it's really hit me yet that i'm gonna not have a group at noon twice a week and even sometimes three times a week when we go there for a bonus session on saturday when it was cold right right so for those listeners that don't know what we're exactly talking about at our previously owned gym session six which we sold um about a year ago we had for many years and we did this program of in-person training and it's evolved prior to that we would do it at local rec centers and bike shops Mm -hmm. and things like that and that's how i've managed to do it for 15 years up to this point but over the last four years we've had about 45 athletes per winter training with us in different classes doing the strength training and the bike piece and um not being able to do that in person anymore is is what the biggest change is. And so, yeah, I know Brian Potts is sad about it. I'm sure Darren will oh, be. Oh, Bill, Marku. There'll be a, a I'm, big I'm group. sad. Yeah, that's disappointed. However, we are using this disappointment, I guess, to spur innovation and motivation into making our remote base builder program bigger and better and like more robust yeah, than ever. more robust. That's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah, we're, um, we're trying to learn Zoom along with the rest of the world. And figure out how we can be as interactive as possible with the limitations we'll have. Yeah, exactly. But what's exciting about this, besides Zoom, who can't get enough of Zoom? Who can't? I know. (laughs) Is that now we can have not only our local athletes, but all the athletes anywhere around the country or even the world, I mean, time zones permitting, to train with us, whether it's live on Zoom or recorded on Zoom or whatever, um, doing that that way. So. We have had a remote program for the last three years, and it's each year we've kind of improved it a little bit. It's gotten better. I think it's really good. But this year, it's going to be like all we do. So all our resources and energy and ideas. effort and ideas are going mm-hmm. into that. So I am really excited about that. And that's something we can sustain as long as we want to sustain. So 
Um, that's what I kind of wanted to talk about here. So the, anyone interested in that, in this program coming up, um, kind of know what to expect. Right, for sure. Okay. Um, all right, so in a nutshell, we'll kind of run through this. It's going to be 24 weeks of training total, which is not unsimilar to what we've done in the years past for our in-house as well as remote program. So six months of super high-quality training. It's going to combine um, our cycling workouts, our cycling progressions, along with our strength training progressions. And I think that's what makes our program the most unique of anything out there. Like there, there has been indoor trainer studios in a lot of bigger cities and stuff that are good. Um, and there are obviously like personal training gyms where you can go lift weights, but there aren't very many that combine the two in like a thoughtful program of like making the strength training complement the bike training and vice versa, where you build that, that base fitness. In fact, the only one I'm aware of, um, it's called the cycling gym out of Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. I've heard them on podcasts and and the guy who runs it, Steve Neal, I think is his name is real interesting. And I like a lot. I'm sure we'd be best friends if we knew each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they too are also closing their gym and I got to assume it's due to COVID. Yeah. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. So I heard on a podcast, um, a week or two ago that, yeah, they too are closing. They're going all online as well. They're recognizing the difficulties of, of doing this. And, and here locally in Denver, I mean, Inspired Training Studio, um, another really good training studio in Denver, the whole Compu Trainer setup. They didn't have the strength training piece, um, but they are also closing their in-house stuff. And they're mm-hmm. going to, I think, have some like online Zwift things and stuff like that. But um, So I think it's going to be a big shift in the whole trainer studio industry industry right. there's not going to be many in-person options which is sad but um who knows well, maybe I feel like we have back. a leg up though because we're going into our fourth year of doing this remotely anyway so we're right. taking something that was already working fairly well and we're going to make it amazing right exactly um so the dates october 5th it's a monday is when it'll start so that's like a little less than two months from now um and it'll run through march 21st so 24 weeks with the idea that you're going through fall and winter and building your best base fitness, again, including the cycling workouts and the strength workouts. Um, in a nutshell, the, the, the training blocks of how we're de- going to design this, October and November are going to focus on an aerobic foundation, kind of that classic like base miles. Um, most places in North America, at least, um, you can still ride outside in October, if not November as well. So getting those outdoor rides in as much as you can, there will be indoor options um, as well um, for building that aerobic foundation. And then at the same time, that leaves more energy to learn and adapt and build strength in the strength training department. Um, Then December through January, um, the holiday season, We'll be focusing on aerobic threshold training again, which is uh, that muscular endurance work um, that we just finished up in the season salvation plan. And then the weightlifting strength training part becomes very much like strength. That's when we do our heaviest lifting um, is during that period. And then February to March is when we go into the high intensity block. And then the strength training transitions more into like stability, power movements, prepping you for the summer, spring and summer seasons that are coming. Um, so very similar to season salvation plan. It's just over a longer time period. There's a little more detail and layering in the strength training. Cause that's the one thing season right. salvation didn't it, right, have. Exactly. Included. Um, and then 
One of the big changes that I'm actually really excited about, and I hope you are too because you're spearheading it, <laughs> is tell the, me what it is, and I'll tell you. Was the strength excited. training oh. <laughs> uh, for at home because yeah, of I COVID, am about that. and I've had people over the years email me and ask me like, "Do you have to have a gym membership right. to go do these barbell lifts?" Because we've been very into like the squat and the deadlift as the primary movement, and we could do that very easily at our gym. But now that we don't have the gym, and many gyms aren't open or have weird hours and things, we're we and you are creating a very low equipment based at home strength training. Exactly. Yep. And I'm still working on it. So I don't have all the details, but we will have a, um, an equipment recommended equipment list. Yeah. It's gonna be like five pieces of equipment, yeah. maybe I think less like than 200 bucks. Yeah. 150 yeah. bucks or so. And we'll, we'll just go through all these options you can do at home and it's very mobile. It'll also be things you could do if you're on the go, you're in your own, RV, you're in a hotel gym, you're you're traveling to your mom in law's house and you just want to take a few things with yeah, you. So it's a it's a workout option for being on the go as well. Right. And we'll have you'll be coaching them live. Yes. On live Zoom from my garage for with the uh, Right. For the people that can do it at that exact time. You can train with Kathy live, um, or we'll record it and you can watch it, you know, when it's convenient for you that way too. So and we'll, we'll update more videos and things online as well, too. That'll get a whole going through. Yeah, we got tons of content, updating, refreshing. Um, so we'll be super dialed in on that. Uh, the training plan itself will be provided via Training Peaks. That's mm-hmm. how we do always do it. Um, it'll be very adjustable by the user in terms of days of the week. And um, if you have the premium Training Peaks account, you can go in and like move things around and we'll give all the instructions on why you might want to do that and how to do it um, when we get there. Um, but you can really kind of customize it because we don't have like class hours anymore that, you know, there's a lot more flexibility there that people can make this fit their schedule even better. Um, similarly, uh, the volume is all adjustable, meaning not how loud it is, but how much <laughs> training you do. Um, so that'll be due, you know, to fit, an individual rider's needs. And again, we'll explain how to do that, but it's very easy to do. So newer athletes or more time-constrained athletes can get tons out of, you know, six, seven hours a week. Um, those with more time and more interest and ability want they want to do 15 hours a week or more would can do that as well. And it's all um, very adjustable. Um, and then like I already mentioned, we'll have, uh, we're going to be using Zoom for um, a weekly, what we're calling team call. Um, and this is optional, but it will be there as an av- available option. Uh, most likely on, did we say Mondays or Fridays? I forgot already. Oh, dear. We're to still, be determined. Yeah, to, yeah, it'll either be Monday or Friday, like Friday for the week coming up. I think that's what we were thinking. I think that's what we determined, but I, I can't remember. But yeah, we'll, we'll get those details ironed out. But it'll be a call where Kathy and I will be on, on the, the Zoom deal. You can tune in. Um, we'll explain what that week's training objectives are mm-hmm. in detail um, in a private um, environment. We'll talk about it on our podcast as well in more general terms, um, but this will be like specific to people that have subscribed to the program and are following along. And then you can ask questions too um, while you're on that that call. Yeah. And then you that, listen to it fun. recorded too. Um, and then, like we said, you'll do strength workouts live slash recorded. Um, and then I'll lead the bike workouts live or you can listen recorded um, as well. Um, on that. So you still will get some coaching. You'll get FaceTime with me. They'll get FaceTime with you. Um, 
So there will be still a bit of that community aspect. Yeah, and hopefully we can foster and make that grow. I mean, some of it depends on the interactiveness of the people involved. Right. You know, we do a Zoom call with our Weedy or Riders. Oh, that's pretty comical. It's painful. Like, they just, like, <laughs> stare at us, or they're not even, even staring into their phones. And very rarely is there a question or a comment. Right. Thank God Toby sometimes pipes in. Right, yeah. Toby and Tristan, we can usually count on a good question. But it's but painful. But the rest, yeah, they're just staring So we're hoping the adults will be more interactive. Right. Um so yeah, there'll be a lot of great um, opportunities for that community piece too. Yeah, we're going to do our best to coach through different ways, through maybe blog posts, a lot of videos we're going to post, um, the podcast, the Zoom calls. And so as much coaching as we can get out there, yeah, the better. So there'll be tons of info and media out there for people following this program Mm -hmm. and it's up to them how much they utilize so if you've done this with us because many people have they've done this with us for several years they might kind of have a pretty good feel and they don't need as many of the pieces of media um or maybe they really like it because they like hearing us talk or or whatever we're doing so or see your hair yeah see my latest hairstyle (laughs) (laughs) um all right so we're almost done here so hang hang tough here cycling will include um, indoor and or outdoor riding options. Okay. So we'll, I'll create workouts for the trainer in most cases for the trainer that can be very much utilized outside. Okay. So depending on where you live, I know a lot of people in like Southern California, Phoenix, Florida, things like that, they can ride outside in the winter, no problem. Um, others of us are limited by daylight or coldness. Um, so there'll be tons of flexibility there. Um, the structured intervals will be midweek. Um, we're going to rearrange the schedule slightly. So in years past, we've done Tuesday, Thursday trainer. And I think what we're going to be doing the way I've built it out thus far anyway, is we're going to do Tuesday, Friday as the interval workouts as the trainer workouts. Hmm, this is news to me. Yeah. It's sort of news. Um, because I like this format a little bit better. Okay. I'll show, <laughs> I guess we should have debriefed. <laughs> you probably should have told me before this podcast. Brief, debriefed a little bit better here. Um, and then that would leave Monday, well, I'll get to the strength part, but Tuesday, Friday, more of the structured intervals. There'll be like an aerobic riding day, Wednesday, um, that can be done on Zwift or outside. Um, uh, and then Saturday and or Sunday can be additional aerobic riding. And this will all be built into the plan with all the recommendations and whatnot. Um, cause the weekends, most people have an, that normal Monday through Friday job, they can ride a little more in the weekends. So the longer rides will be saved for the weekends. Um, and the it's all adjustable. So if some people are thinking, well, I don't want to ride my bike. You know, I don't want to train seven days a week. I'm not, a, you know, that into it. <laughs> I always <laughs> want to be fit and ride three or four days a week. That's totally doable as well. But if you want to ride seven days a week, right. we can make that happen too. Um We'll be doing, oh, I'm excited about these. I don't know why, but I am, is um, these little short videos that will come along with all the structured workouts that will explain exactly what we're doing. So I can't, I'm picturing this very much, anyone who's done the in-house training with us, the first few minutes of when we're warming up, I spend about two, three minutes explaining what the that day's workout is. And I'm just going to do that in video format. So when someone jumps on their trainer at home, and they aren't totally familiar with the workout, they can watch this two-minute video of me walking you through exactly what's on tap today. So I like that because it's like you get on your trainer, maybe you had a busy day, it lets you like clear that stuff away from your mind, focus on what you're about to do, and nine times out of ten you execute 
better. Yeah, well, I actually, I was thinking of thinking of that option more for someone like Bill Marcoux, who's done this for a few years. He may not want to be on the live Zoom call or the live Zoom trainer session or the recorded one. Right. But he just wants to watch you talk for two or three minutes. A little minutes refresher, go, yeah. Ah, that's what we're doing. Yep, I got that one. Yeah. And then he turns on his music or his movie and he does his workout. Right, yeah, yeah. So again, lots of media options. Lots, lots of options. Of, of being able to do this. Um, I lost my track here. But I think that's it. And we'll yeah, have the Zoom... I'll do the Zoom coach-led workouts as well. I have that in my notes. Um, day and time still to be determined. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to talk a little bit about the strength training? Um, no. <laughs> no, I do. I'm just teasing. It'll be limited equipment for those people who are working at a home. I will add some videos, though, for people who are going to still do our kind of our classical barbell stuff. So okay. just some support for people who need a refresher and barbell technique. I won't be demonstrating barbell work when I'm doing the live Zoom workouts. Those will I be will directed to the, the, the smaller equipment, equipment stuff. Yeah. Use. But it'll be good. Um, I have... I always like to throw in some new movements and additional movements when I did the um, in-person strength classes at the gym yeah. that people didn't get to be a part of if they were just going off the spreadsheet. So right. now everyone can be a part of I it. Th- I always thought that was great. I thought that was a big plus of doing the in-house strength right. training because you did add more variety and mix it up where our, our, our spreadsheet is very good, but it's um, – repetitive yeah, i guess yeah. which which is necessary in training but i liked how you spiced in more I, variety. I threw some flair in there yeah you have the, you brought the flair yeah that's all i'll say about this now but we'll we'll add on as we go okay uh yeah so the cost this year um 619 bucks that's for the whole six months and all the media and everything so basically think of it as a hundred, little over 100 bucks a month mm-hmm. um for all this coach-led stuff all the media hopefully this community aspect that gets built I'm, I'm confident that it will and really killer training so um, you'll be ready to tackle just about anything come springtime and then also if you don't have at home trainer you know pain cave setup dialed in at home yet um, wahoo fitness um, is going to be able to give um, people who sign up for the program 20 percent discounts and that'd be ordered through us um, on Smart trainers, the fans, the the climb, the little thing that makes your wheel go up and down if you're a Zwifter. What about for like the, the head cool units and head the heart, units, heart rate straps? Heart rate straps, anything Wahoo makes. Okay. Yeah, 20% discount. I highly recommend. I mean, we've used Wahoo for years in, yeah, I love in the it. studio and at home. Big fan. <clears throat> Big fan. And it, it works so amazing. It's so cool because the... It's all integrated. It's all integrated. The workouts, like the structured workouts on training peaks that you would get, get automatically uploaded to your Garmin head unit. Not Garmin head unit. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Why did I say Garmin? It's like chapstick. To your Wahoo head unit, although it will work with Garmin too, yeah. so maybe that's why I said it. I know, but it was like a funny little slip. That was a little I love Wahoo, and when it uploads to your Garmin head <laughs> unit. <laughs> that is stupid. That's hilarious. Yes, yeah, so it will upload to a, a new, newish Garmin or Wahoo. It definitely will do Wahoo. Um, the, the exact workout and then the head unit talks to the trainer mm-hmm. and takes you through the whole workout essentially yeah. it's really cool and you plug as long as your numbers are plugged in right and we'll show you how to do that um it walks you through the whole thing and then if you want to take it next level and connect to like zwift or whatever third-party app for a visual you could do that as well but that's right. definitely not required um so really cool stuff on on all of that and we'll be talking a little bit more in coming episodes about um 
some of the finer details of the program, but I just wanted to get it out to yeah. the masses just now. like the, the overview, because yeah. it, it is a big change. It is a big change. But I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think there'll be, I know f- will be good. some sad, slightly disappointed Denver-based training people. And yeah. it's going to be weird. Like, that's what we did every winter is go to the gym. I saw the same friends four days a week. Right. It, it was great. Um, so hopefully this will be just as great or maybe even greater, because now we'll have friends from everywhere joining yeah. us. So. Well, maybe people will just show up like, Darren will knock on our garage door and ask to put his trainer in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. We, we okay, know. Darren. Um, well, cool. I think we blabbed on. Yeah. If you have questions, send them to us, Cody or Kathy at teamweight.com. Cody spelled the C, Kathy spelled the K. Yeah. Any kind of questions, let us know. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Podcast, but we'd love your ratings and reviews on the itunes the apple platform please apple please podcast. please take 30 seconds to yeah. help us out um many of you have but it would be awesome to get more just it expands our reach um to more people and then lastly uh our we devo program um is really catching on which is awesome and so if you have a young junior rider u23 rider that wants coaching and training with us we have two different options there. Listen to our previous podcast, 44, where we had three of the writers with us in the podcast studio, a.k.a. laundry room. Yeah, um, <laughs> laundry room. And Craft uh, room. talking all about that. So uh, sign-ups for that are all the way through, most of the way through fall. Um, applications for the We Devo team. No, is, We National Team. We National Team, sorry. There's about four weeks left if someone, if you have kind of a higher-end young writer that's yeah, very serious looking to go international national and team yeah um is that so all right cool you, you'll put links in the show notes for yeah us. tons of links in this week's show notes um to everything i referenced here and yeah we'll go from there that's it all right Whew, we recorded this time yes it worked all right <laughs> and we're well, under an hour happy weekend everyone or whatever day of the week it is when you're listening to this thank you for listening and we'll talk to you in about a week Oh, that's so professional. Oh, God. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.